Spike. I am your co-host, Talby. And we are the NSFW Sup Nerds Podcast. And today we have two very special guests. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Dan Mulcairn. And I am Kit Mulcairn. And you guys... Oh, go ahead. Uh, we are from the Smash Fiction Podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. Smashing fiction, left and right. <laughs> That's uh, our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing fiction left and right. I thought it was uh, less thinking, more yelling. That, that's, that's number two, yeah. Uh, oh, that uh, before I forget, actually. Um, so I've I've listened to a lot of. I think I'm all caught up caught up on your guys's podcast. But you guys have like a drinking game, don't you? Where if Dan mentions D and D or like uh, compares something to D and D, they have to drink, right? It's not just me. If anyone on the podcast mentions oh, okay. D&D. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a joke, but maybe somebody actually does it. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys, I mean, that's that's your guys' call, because, you know, if your fans want to listen to this and, and uh, continue those rules, we are doing the D&D podcast, so <laughs> specifically. Yeah. So if you want to get wasted, go ahead and play by those rules. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna I talk. I want to go with a low proof, uh, a low proof drink for this. Yeah, thing. like Bailey's or something like that. Don't tell people how to live, Dan. <laughs> oh, well, look, look, it's their call. I'm just, you know, fuck it, absinthe, go. Some, some people <laughs> live <laughs> by alcohol- alcoholism, so it's all right. Some people die by alcoholism too. Um, <laughs> so we have a couple of announcements, real quick. Uh, so funny enough, if you do listen to our podcast. We uh, talked a bit about my mom last week. <laughs> Not the kindest things uh, were said, but uh, it turns out she does listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I talked to her, and my mom actually is she's pretty good at taking a joke. And I wanted, in case she's listening to this, Mom, there are like four people in the world that I actually love, and you're one of them. So, Aww. But we're still going to talk crap about whoever we want, because that's the kind of podcast this is. <laughs> it was, it, in all fairness, it was years ago that yeah. that, that story yeah. occurred that you were talking about last week. And I'm only slightly still scarred by it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, another issue that I wanted to bring up is I am super sorry that I keep uploading podcasts with crappy sound. I will not do it. I, the thing is, it took me, we were so hungover, and it took me seven hours to edit last week's podcast because I was just blah and tired. So at like seven in the morning, and I had to record that song, too. I mean, uh, I had to get... Uh, Joe and the other guys to come over and record that yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to be fair, Spike uh, does all of the work on the podcast pretty much all by himself, like when it comes down to the editing and all the audio stuff, because I'm busy with the cosplay channel. So, yeah, huge props to... See that plug right there? Right, hey, sh- yeah. sh- I have to do it. Uh, so, yeah, huge props to Spike, man. He's working his uh, ass off on this podcast. But, hey, we've made some money. Oh, yeah. Really? We finally got the analytics back. Uh, our total is three pennies. <laughs> three pennies! <laughs> this is our three penny anniversary podcast. Let's get that up to a dime, folks. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am truly sorry for the sound. I will not post it unless I absolutely make sure that the sound is good. Uh, and, you know, on that note, if you guys have any questions or, like, uh, complaints about the podcast, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, preferably on the old uh, YouTube and not on my Facebook. Uh, just yeah, and just we saying. will feel free to ignore your uh, complaints. No, I mean the first troll we get, I'm just gonna talk to them to death. I'm gonna, I'm like, oh my god, it's our first troll. That means we made it, right? We're real. Yeah, we're real people now. Uh, okay, so before we get into our first topic, I wanted to actually ask. So, Kit and Dan have been podcasting for how long? Have you guys been doing your thing? Uh, our first episode dropped, I think, of August of last year. So it'll, it's like a good, good several months by this point. That's cool. Uh, what got you guys into podcasting? Like, what, what was like the deciding factor? You're like, we should just do this. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I got an iPod a few years back and uh, would just like I, I loaded up on podcasts. I was like, I'm currently listening to, I think, like 20 or 30 different shows just sort of like on rotation and so i was very much like in the mindset of a podcast and then i was right. talking to my friend miles and he was saying he wanted to do a podcast and then separately i was talking to my friend liz who said that she wanted to do a podcast and 
And, and, you know, Dan, like a good spouse, forced me to listen to podcasts and, <laughs> yep. and like, Stockholm Syndrome, eventually I took to some. Absolutely. You know, the rest is history. Yeah, um, but eventually, like, so I had a bunch of people that we all knew we wanted to do something. Um, right. We just weren't sure, like, what we wanted to do. And that, that was actually, like, the way it was for a good month or two. And then eventually I just sort of remembered all these discussions I would have back in high school and college where my friends and I would argue, like, really vociferously uh, over... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to have to use some smaller words (laughs) on our podcast. (laughs) Really bigly. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Tone it back if you can. Is that what this is? (laughs) Uh, what was that? NSFW stuff, nerds, no adverbs allowed. <laughs> no adverbs, yeah. You cannot describe yourself. No, wait, that's not what those are. Adjectives. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm an idiot. This isn't news. At least our listeners. Verbs and nouns only, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when when I like remembered that and sort of put all that together, I, I pitched it to everyone that we've been talking to and... My brother Colin uh, was uh, was very much into the idea as well. So that we just sort of, you know, we came up with our first match idea. We tried it. We decided we liked it, and that was it. We were just like, all right, well, let's uh, let's see how far this we can uh, we can ride this. So, uh, what made you guys decide to do that specific? Because. Uh... Uh, for I'm, I'm pretty sure most of our viewers are your fans that trickled over anyway. <laughs> but uh, just for those few of our friends who don't know you guys, uh, what made you guys decide? Or like, the thing that they do on their show is they take two like uh, the last or well, the last one I, I listened to was Iceman and uh, uh, Elsa from Frozen and King Cold from Adventure Time. King and, Cold, <laughs> Ice King, Ice King, whatever. I don't watch Adventure Time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So they take a bunch of different intellectual properties and kind of sm- smash them together and see who would win in a fight uh oh and, and it it's kind of it's kind of debate style where uh, right. there's there's either different like teams of advocates or just like a single advocate for per character and there's a judge and it's uh it's pretty ridiculous it's like crossover fan fiction <laughs> yeah um i actually did i don't i didn't tell you guys because i wanted to surprise you on our show but I thought of because eventually we're going to be on their podcast, and I thought of a really good smash up that we could do. Is okay. Uh, okay so I was thinking Zoidberg versus uh, <laughs> what's his name Squidward from SpongeBob, oh, and shit. some That's sort of some sort of like sad sat competition. Like it wouldn't be like who's it'd be who's worse, you know? Yes. Like uh, who, who's wow. more sad? Would you, guys, would you guys want to be on the same team? Oh, I don't care. Yeah, whatevs. Probably. I mean, it'd probably help if we were on the same team since we're in the same like city. But, yeah, and, uh, well, uh, you have really good dynamics. I think that would work. But which of those two then would you want to be behind? Uh, I do a better Zoidberg impression. <laughs> oh, okay. And I've already come up with my intro tagline, so please don't take that from me. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'll do whatever. I'm really it's you guys' show, but I came up with a really good one. Okay, that's good. We haven't we haven't used anyone from either Futurama or Oh wow, uh, SpongeBob. I, um, I think the closest we came was when we used Homer Simpson for the eating contest episode. I didn't see yeah. that one. Yeah, I've seen like a Hom- your- Homer Simpson versus No Face versus uh, Kirby. <laughs> That's uh, did Kirby win? I feel like Kirby should win. Well, you got, you gotta you gotta listen to it, man. You gotta okay, listen. Huh? I'll, I will check it out. It, it is one of our funniest, I think. Yeah, that one's good. I did listen to the uh, Frankenfurter versus uh, Jareth. Oh, that was gosh. really good. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys embarrassed of that one? Look, we don't talk about Frankenfurter versus Jareth. It, it, I, I liked it. I thought that one was very funny. Any, I, anytime there's on the spot singing. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, Colin's got more guts than I do. I couldn't have done that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but then we sang on uh, on Katniss versus oh, Jon Snow. That was so. one on the spot. That was. <laughs> oh, you guys did. Yeah, you guys did really good. I, I <laughs> saw that one too. It was really, really good singing. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's a fun show, and uh, every now and again, every uh, about once a month, we also drop a uh, an actual play of Extraordinary League, which is an RPG that I run for the other uh, hosts of the uh, of the podcast. And uh, yeah, it, it, the the party right now is made up of Dante Sparta from Devil May Cry, uh, Morden Solis from Mass Effect, nice. Sterling Archer from Archer, and <laughs> Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. That's an awesome party. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it. it <laughs> 
They're a whole bunch of idiots, and it's really, really fun. <laughs> but, but, like, in the game, are they, how are they, though? Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a very, very goofy I'm uh, super jealous movie. of, it, it's Miles, right? I haven't met Miles or Liz. That is Miles, right? Is the other? Yeah, okay. My, Miles and Liz. Yeah, Miles he, lives in, well, Miles lives in Tucson, and Liz lives in Los Angeles with us. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't, not uh... with us, but, you know. <laughs> hey, man, that's your life. I'm not going to judge you. Um, yeah, I'm super jealous of his choice of Archer. I really kind of want to play a league game now and play as Archer. It's a real good choice. Uh, speaking of role-playing games, let's go ahead and kick off our first topic. Um, I think we're going to go with Kit, we decided. So oh, yeah. take it away, Kit. Okay, so my topic is about uh, RPG characters that you've noticed you, you tend to play often. I don't mean like necessarily the same class or the same race, but like a type of character. Like an For example, I, I noticed that I tend to play what I call the feisty small. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if there's like, say, a setting with small races, I am so drawn to that. Is that even um, like, a, a, uh, like you playing anything, or are you just being you, the feisty small, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as small as I wish I was. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, I guess it's me fulfilling my, uh, my fantasy. I wish I was tiny, and I wish I was feisty. Well, can you give some examples? Because uh, yes. I think I think Stitch, is, Stitch from Extraordinary League is a really yeah. good example of the type of character that you play. Yes. He's, he's um, feisty small. And so, uh, so I was wondering if uh, you guys noticed that about your play style. Um, uh, and, yeah, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll start with that one. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, go first. I actually absolutely used to do that all the time. Um, I used to play a bard all the time because I was a really bad role player. <laughs> I feel like bard requires like the most amount of role playing. Uh, well, like, I mean, okay, well, I'm talking get away with like being this this stoic, wordless fighter or something. Yeah, but me. like a bard, you have to be like just on all the time. And know? I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Was like uh, I, so I used to play a bard in second ed. That was my first D and D character ever, and. I was a bard necromancer, and I sucked, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I would swing my sword at everyone all the time. But oh, for, gosh. Yeah, but I just kind of fell in love with like the idea of role playing. Uh, so I'd always pick, you know, the same character. Burpcast. Sorry, guys. Is that fucking Spider-Man Three sucks? Something about Spike Sex. We have our traditions too. Anyway, yeah, I um. Oh, God. Uh, what was I talking about? Something about burping? Uh, you lost me at burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I always played, I always played uh, Bard forever and ever. Or I pl- tried really hard to play a social. But then I started GMing a lot. And I guess I play the class GM all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> me and Talby tag in and out for GM. But, yeah, I either, I either play the leader because, uh, you know, it's... I feel like that's always a lacking person in our our group dynamic. People don't want to make decisions, and I'm like, I just want to go kill dungeons and yeah. raid, raid dragons and get treasure. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my my view on the whole um, like playing the same class thing. As I I kind of forced myself out of doing that, and then I really I enjoy just playing uh, just whatever now. I really enjoy it like as kind of a challenge to be like, can I make this like religious dwarf named Benedict Underrocked really work? <laughs> the, the, the answer is no. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Tulbs. Oh, wow. Um, the the weird thing is I don't think I do. I don't think I, I really kind of stick to a single sort of character. Um, even from like my early days of RPGing, like, I always tried really hard to like come up with interesting character concepts and 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 from game to game I tried to play something completely different from what like the last character I was going to play. Yeah, you're really good about that actually. And there was a couple of it was just recently like uh I was playing a game and I was the rogue and then we did like uh we did a one-shot game and they were like uh, I, I picked my class last because I, I typically like to do that because I like to try to round out parties and it, they didn't have a rogue and it was really the best option for that party and I, and I really hated picking rogue again because I don't yeah. like playing the same thing over and over and over. Um, mostly, I but I will play the same character, like the specific character over and over and over again because I have like a couple of characters that I've played that... Um, 
are very near and dear to me. Like, the first D&D character I ever played was Scrodnar the Impaler, <laughs> who was a half-orc necromancer who was awful. <laughs> I mean, like, this is high school. Like, my first character, I, I knew I could be a half-orc, and I knew yeah, I could I be a Yeah, I played a second-ed bard, dude. They're renowned for being useless. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I've played Scrodnar a bunch in a bunch of different D&Ds, D&D games, Words are hard, and the and then the other character that I'll play any day of the week. Um, thank you, Dan, for this. Is Skippers <laughs> like Yay. Skippers is like speaking of feisty smalls. Like yes. I mean, he's just a chaotic asshole little Pokemon looking motherfucker. <laughs> Who's this Pokemon looking <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> now, see, see, I'm not. Sh I, I don't know. I was never in the Skippers game. Is that like from something? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, because I didn't. Well, no. So Dan ran uh, way back in the day. He ran a D20 um, modern game. It was okay. set in the future. It was like a space opera exploration sort of really awesome game. And Dan allowed us the opportunity to create our own alien races. Okay. And so uh, Skippers was like uh, I don't want to take up two times. I could talk all day about. Well, I, specifically, I was asking: Is he from like a uh, like a show? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Skippers was my own creation. Yeah. So yeah, basically, he's like a little Pikachu looking, <laughs> like weird, like cute little monster. He was thing. like Nichimon, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was just evil and liked explosives and had a badass crystal ray gun and sounds, yeah, he yeah, was he was good. a lot of fun to play. So yeah, uh, Dan, how about you? Uh, I used to be a lot more predictable in terms of like the, the types of characters that I'd be drawn to. Like there, there was a significant period of my life where I would always go play like a sarcastic character that used two swords. That was just my thing. Um, but uh, but I've I've definitely like moved a lot away from that and uh, and and have really like tried to make my characters as different from each other as as I can. Uh, I do find though that I'm really drawn to either uh, characters that use magic um, or whatever the equivalent of it is. So like you know psychic powers in a sci-fi game or something like that. But I'm I, like even in a superhero game, like I'll be like a you know like a Doctor Strange type character. Oh yeah, uh, cool. Or I'm really drawn towards characters that have something to do with dragons. Because um, yeah. I, I, in general, am all about dragons because I'm a big old nerd. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, get off our fucking podcast. <laughs> nerd! Yeah, get off the sub-nerds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking podcast, you fucking nerd. Wait, is that... Okay, I thought that was an acronym, too. <laughs> oh, learn something new every day. You're not in the Marines anymore. Not everything's in an acronym. I don't believe you. Uh, but yeah, so magic users and, and dragon-related, dragon-adjacent characters uh, are, are what, I, what I tend to come back to. Like, my personalities will, will be very different and my you know, like uh, I, I'll, I'll play like male or female or young or old or like you know humorless or you know big old jokester or whatever. But yeah, like usually I find myself gravitating toward one of those uh, kind of character nuggets, I guess. So when Fourth Ed uh, came out and in the, the main player handbook, you could be a dragonborn sorcerer, like as a main class. Did that just like? get you super psyched you're like oh my god i want to play this forever and ever yeah especially given like how great sorcerers were in fourth edition oh, yeah, like they, they, they were so powerful um but no i was in in fourth edition i was actually all about the sword mage because uh, they were just fantastic I, I liked fourth ed because that was sort of the thing is you could just it was all the same thing <laughs> there was the tank there was the striker there was the controller there was the healer and you could just put whatever sauce uh, whatever like spice you wanted on top of that like I don't know I thought it was great yeah no that 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 game system was like mechanically airtight like it was it, it was just so solid the only um, problem I have with fourth edition though is that it didn't play like a traditional D and D game. No. So, like in my opinion, if they had changed, if it, if it was called anything else but Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition, even if it was like Dungeons and Dragons minis, like or like some form of like or like tactics, NBA Jam. Yes, <laughs> NBA Jam. That would have been awesome. Like it would have been to me. Like it would have been way more popular, and it would it would have sold better if they hadn't tried it to make it like the new whole edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've said the same thing. I, I think that's 100% accurate. Um, 
What I will say is that I think the fights take way too long in fourth edition. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Especially if you're trying to run a solo game. Yeah. And right. like have NPC party. Oh god. Yeah. It's too much for one person to pull. Yeah. Uh, but uh, are you guys uh, familiar with a, a, a game called uh, Mordheim? No. no. All right. So real quick, I thought about this the other day. I was thinking about fourth edition. So uh, if you're if you know anything about minis, there's a Warhammer Fantasy. So Warhammer Fantasy is this massive uh, miniatures game where you use a shit ton of models and it's super expensive. It's really hard to get into. Um, so That's what she said. These, <laughs> these people made a short, uh, smaller version called Mordheim where basically you only have four or five models. It's more of like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of party sort of a game. Yeah. And you fight each other. I'm like, that would be perfect using Dungeons and Dragons 4th Edition. Doing a tabletop miniatures, like, fighting game, but just using a party of D&D based off of 4th Edition rules. That would so be kind, of, kind of like hero clicks almost. Yeah, pretty much. Just yeah, that's using what I was thinking edition, of whenever yeah. you mentioned it. Yeah, that'd be sick as shit. We should do yeah. that. Right now, let's quit the okay. podcast and let's go. <laughs> Play with minis. What I wanted to do is, uh, is like, run an RPG based on, uh, like, the rules of Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I like that game. Because that, that game, that for listeners who don't know, it's a uh, superhero card game where all of the players each are playing a superhero and there's a sort of automatically run villain character that you're all fighting against. And that game does the most amazing job of making you feel like the like type of superhero that you're playing. Yeah, Marvel came out with a thing similar, but you don't... I think that the problem with the Marvel one is you don't play as Spider-Man, you don't play as the Hulk, you play as, like, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. using Spider-Man and the Hulk, and so you don't have a deck, and I think that's where Sentinels was better, is you feel like you are playing as, um, basically, like, the an allegory for uh, Captain America is Legacy, so you feel like you're actually taking... You are this person, you know? It's more like a role-playing... I think it kind of adds a role-playing aspect to it, to a card game thing. It's really great. I love that game. Especially if you dive into it and develop a voice for your character <laughs> in the way that I do. Like, anytime I play Raw in that game, I always, you know, let loose some exclamation based around, like, you know, by the balls of Thoth or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm just, I'm, I want to play, uh, I, I never say his actual name right, but Absolute Zero, is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. I want to play him, but just come up with like the goofiest, like, "Oh, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> you guys want to, you guys want to kill the ma- matriarch? Let's go do it. Come on, guys." But I, but what am I going to do? Because I always play Tachyon. Get, just, just talk real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's good. <laughs> Speed talk. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Have a Cool. Uh, well, let's go ahead and kick off. What about Kit? Kit hasn't given her. Well, that's her topic. Oh yeah, she did. Uh, Shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was all- hoping you would give some more specific examples of who, of characters that you've played who are feisty small. Oh, players. besides Stitch? Um, well, <laughs> okay, so in D&D games, uh, wherever there's the opportunity, I will play a kobold. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and and um, obviously, it's a feisty little shit of a kobold, not a cowardly one. No, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. my favorite of yours uh was the kobold paladin you played. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> god did he worship? A cord. Uh, okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah. He, he has, like, zero patience for diplomacy or, like, or, or like you know, making a plan. And so the party would be back, like, trying to work out something and basically, like... Just run in. It's a good would, barbarian. Would, they would just, like, see him walking off into the distance huh. toward the dungeon entrance. I, I think one of my favorite scenes where I was playing Dabster, the... Uh, That's a good name. Cobalt Paladin, was... Um, uh, our, our, the group was in front of uh, some house, and we were there was we knew there was enemies inside, but we couldn't see very well through the window. And so the party's all kind of looking through the window, trying to decide what to do, taking way too long. And the next thing they see is <laughs> Dab is inside the house, goes behind the curtain, and like a moment later, one of the enemies flies out from behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's pretty yeah, awesome. I, I kind of forced the party to just keep on going. <laughs> no, you need that sometimes, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, because like as a from a, a DM sort of uh, uh, side Standpoint. of things, like sometimes you'll present your party with like a, an obstacle that's not difficult in any way, shape, or form. Like it's just a minor, and they'll just dick around for an hour. Yeah, and they're just like sitting there, like like talking about how awful, like <laughs> oh, we have to be able to sneak through, or maybe we need to we need to create a distraction. And they're yeah, like, it's really great to have that one player who's like, no, this is fucking stupid. 
stupid. Let's just run at it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just get the game. Get the game moving. Get, get it going. Always keep the game going. Guys, this is a DC ten stealth check. <laughs> just roll. I just put it there to kill time, not kill like an hour's worth of time. <laughs> yeah, Come exactly. On. It's just a bucket of acid. Just kick it over. <laughs> a bucket of acid. <laughs> I'm putting that in every game. Yeah, I've done we didn't have a bucket. Of, oh, so uh, real quick. So it, uh, my last D and I'm running D and D right now, fifth edition best D&D version ever and yeah, uh, I agree yeah. and so in the Sunday game last last game uh, uh, they were in a dungeon and Did they fight a dragon <laughs> no and they were they were like they went into like this laboratory and they were like oh there's a bunch of books and and James rolled really well and I I, I didn't plan for them to find any like good spells or anything uh-huh. like that and he was like do I find anything good and I was like and just like just like improvising I was like oh yeah you find a really cool book and he was like what's the book and I was like it's Throck's Guide to Adventuring <laughs> <laughs> that's uh we have a we we played a or Toby ran a game along for the listeners at home. Everyone everyone on the podcast knows what we're talking about, but for the listeners at home, Toby ran a game, and in this, our friend Drew uh, played a barbarian, and he it was kind of like he wrote a book from the perspective of a half orc barbarian. It was bad. So yeah, it was Throck's Guide to Adventuring, and so one time my rogue character uh, he he botched a disabled trap thing and he got turned into a frog and so Throck went up and shook him and was like no rogue no rogue come back and then he turned back after the the spellcaster in our group dispelled me uh, but Throck thought that you know he thought that he did that he, so he knew that from this point on if you you know if you if a rogue gets or it's turned into a frog you grab the rogue and scream at it no rogue come back or whatever so yeah <laughs> he wrote a whole book based off of that that so we yeah. it, we always put it in our games. Yeah, it's Frogs. like a little thing that we it's like a cursed item. It's a cursed <laughs> item. Yeah, it has. Re- it's just full of bad advice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, there's a disclaimer that it, what what's the disclaimer? It's something like if you're reading this, you might be dead already or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's something similar to that. I don't remember what. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I, I really love when characters become legendary among your yeah, friends. definitely. I think, yeah, I think Skippers is like that too, and I believe you have one as well, Spike. Do I? Morgan. Oh, Morgan. From that same game? Is that I don't think I was in that game, but I remember people talking about your characters. Uh, yeah, well, actually, funny enough, I, it was from that same game. I had a rogue that was just stupid. I was trying to play the skillful skillful rogue, but uh, the campaign we were running didn't have a lot of skill checks, so I was almost useless. But at some point, I got a construct. It was a deck of many things gives you a level 4 construct fighter. So I rolled him up, and it's like, you get to... Uh, Toby was like, you get to roll the stats for him. I was like, sure, no problem. So I chose Charisma as a dump stack, so I was like, well, I just want a, a, a useful character, because my rogue, you know, he's just really like a, an extra meat shield with who can stealth every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, so I rolled up this guy, and I was like, okay, well, he's got a Charisma of, like, two or whatever, because you don't get that many stats for the construct. So I was like, well, okay, it makes sense that he doesn't have a soul then, because he's a, he's like an actual construct. He's not an actual... He's like a human without a soul, so he's just like this bland guy. So, you know, he was just sort of like monotone, like, oh, hi, everybody, we're going to engage in combat now. And he uh, he fell in love with one of our other players, Savra. Uh, <laughs> so he would always, like, you know, come in when she was, like, changing. Oh, I'm sorry, Savra, I didn't know you were undressed. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and uh, the, the coolest thing that he ever did was we were all falling down a pit and you know so it was like a, a long ass like hundreds and hundreds of feet fall and everyone's like screaming and whatnot and I'm like I just picture you know everyone's like oh god Throx like oh no and Morgan's like ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's kind of funny that my, my side character was Be- more famous than more famous than I don't even remember the name of my main character yeah, in that okay. game well that, that's the interesting thing about uh, RPGs is you can never really tell like what's gonna stick yeah, um, I I recently uh, I recently told this story on uh, on another podcast, but um, there was uh, in in another episode of League for for the listeners who don't know an extraordinary league, as you might have guessed from the party uh, composition I described earlier, uh, you choose a character from fiction, and so you have like really weird party compositions, and then you run around like fighting other fictional characters. Um, but there was one, so I I told the story of. Uh, in the league game that I ran that included both Kit and Talvi, um, where they ran into some orcs 
and uh, spared one to interrogate him. And uh, and they, they asked his name, and I just, like, randomly came up with the name Horse Thrower. Horse Thrower! I've heard and stories then, like, of this. And, and basically the party ended up, like, totally falling in love with Horse Thrower. Horse Thrower just, like, was the man. Around. And this, th- you know, this was a game where, like, you know... You, you guys had this huge, like, group of NPC allies who were, like, you know, you had, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you had, like, all these video game characters and, like, comic book characters. But, like, your favorite NPC from that game was this random orc <laughs> that I came up with. So much yep. so that, like, eventually they found Voltron. <laughs> and there were four characters, but they needed a fifth right. to pilot one of the lions. And, like... Yeah. Did Horse Thrower form the head? <laughs> No, Horse Thrower oh. was the blue lion. Now, keep in mind, they have, like, Falco from Star Fox. Yeah. And they have, like... Yeah. They like have, a like, legitimate pilot. They had a legitimate yeah, pilot, but they chose pilot. Horse Thrower. But they That's chose great. Horse Thrower, this idiot orc, and, like... And he was in the pink outfit. Well, yeah, see, he was in the blue lion, so he had the pink outfit. And, like, he, he kept failing his pilot rolls. So, like, so basically Voltron was spinning on the ground Three Stooges style. <laughs> Lights wouldn't sink up. And, yeah, and, like, so out of out of this, this game of, like, you know, really pre-known, noteworthy, famous NPCs, the one that everyone remembered was Horse Girl. Horse Girl, Horse yeah. Up on the spot. Yeah, I've got a couple NPCs like that, too. I won't get too into them, but yeah, I had a... Uh, Pepitos. Uh, yeah, Pepitos. He was a throwaway NPC that they kept, like, they... Well, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. He's not that interesting. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into Talby's thing. Talby has a special game for us. Yeah, I have a game, so I don't... I, I like, like Spike, I wanted to be able to have you guys, like, talk about your topics and stuff like that, so I didn't... Basically, I came up with the game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you a character, okay. Uh, okay. and you have to tell me their D and D class and their level if you if you want to go that deep into it. Okay. Alright, and these are gonna be fictional characters, characters that we're all familiar with, hopefully. Um I, uh, I, that wasn't loud enough. <laughs> I was, was going to be like, this game's brought to you by Coors Extra Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I failed at opening a can, Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to have to come up with some of these off the top of my head. I had a really busy week with Tech Week and the show no, open this past weekend. So uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. All right, Spike, Link. Uh, okay, so Strictly D&D? Strictly D&D. Um, I'm going to say he is a cross-class. He's definitely, like, uh, I'm going to say, like, fourth-level monk. Um, monk? Yeah, yeah. Monks oh, can use sorry. swords. There's a lot of punching. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, but monks can... Okay, in fifth-ed, monks can use swords. Yeah, that, uh, I, I guess, yeah, they can use short swords. It's my character, guys. I can say... Okay, no, <laughs> I'm just right, kidding, I'm just right. kidding. Uh, but, he, okay, so definitely fighter. So are we going, like, fifth-ed, or are we going... No, let's go... F- I mean, everyone's familiar with fifth-ed, right? Yeah, and that is the current. I mean, branding. It's the current D and D. So okay. Well, in that case, I change it because okay. So uh, Link is kind of overpowered. He's generally like the most powerful person in all of Hyrule, and like Ganondorf is like the other person who's powerful. And everyone else sucks, right? So so Link's probably uh, an overpowered class. So I'm gonna say he is a fighter because <laughs> <laughs> fifth ed fighters are way OP, and he's got to be at least. Um, I think it's, like, at 15th level, you get three attacks. Because he does have, like, the hut, hut, yeah! So he has yeah, to have three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he has to have three attacks. So what else do I have to say about him? The no, level? I mean, yeah, if, if you want to do level, yeah. Well, like, at least at least the level enough to get three, the three, three attacks. attacks. Yeah. I awesome. feel like he'd have to be, like, an Eldritch Knight, because he does have some spell casting. Oh, he does have magic. That's true. Yeah. So, but, but, I mean, there's the Eldritch Knight build in 5th edition. Yeah. Wait, that does, makes sense. Does Link have magic, or does he just have magic items? No, he has he has magic. He casts spells in uh, in some games. Not yeah, in, uh, a link to the past. He has that's like runic spells or whatever. Oh. Yeah, he has spells in Ocarina of Time. I don't think I've ever played a whole. Oh, I mean, oh, oh I forgot about Ocarina of Time. Of course, he has to have at least one level bard, right? Uh, I mean, that's true. Yeah, he'd have to. So at least you know he's got to be a cross. I think he's definitely a cross class. Uh, at least a high enough level fighter to have the hut hut yeah attack and one level bard. Um... Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Elf, obviously. Elf. Yeah. Uh, what, what about uh, what class would you need to uh, have a little fairy familiar? I think in fifth edition, warlocks can get. Yeah, a, he could get a, a fae, a fae familiar. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, actually, I think I think the fairy is an NPC because, like, that, hey, listen, is like the D&D saying, hey, roll a perception check. <laughs> hey, play the game. Stop worrying about that bucket of acid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, Dan. Yes. I have a very special one for you. All right. Alan Parrish from Jumanji. Oh, my Alan God. Alan Parrish from <laughs> Jumanji. Uh, now, to, to uh, that that would be Robin Williams' character, correct? Yes. That is, yeah. Okay, so uh, clearly he's a ranger. Okay, um, yeah. After having spent, uh, you know, it, the remainder of his childhood and several decades of his adulthood uh, in the wilds of Jumanji. Um, yeah, so I, I would say, hmm, is he cross-class? No, I think he's just a ranger. But he's like, but he didn't. He saw how lame the uh, the animal companion build was for fifth edition, so he didn't. He didn't go that route. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's not. I feel like he's not a very good ranger, which is kind of lame because he's in there for like twenty six years. But right. I think he's maybe like a second level ranger. <laughs> you know? He could also have some because he did. You know, he did. He's not very good at like communing with animals, but he is good at avoiding them. So maybe he has some rogue levels. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, maybe he has, like, uncanny dodge. Because he, he, like, that scene where he, like, traps the lion in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I feel like that's, like, animal handling plus, like, a really good deck save. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Okay, I could see that. A couple of levels of rogue. So, you know, maximum I could see is maybe, like, fourth level. You know, maybe, like, three levels of ranger, one level of rogue, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what race Robin Williams would be. <laughs> like uh, some sort of dwarf, half-dwarf? He's half-dwarf, half-giant. So he just ends up being Normal. a very really human-sized guy. <laughs> that's perfect, yeah. That's accurate. So oh, that's funny. Yeah, the government doesn't want you to know. <laughs> Robin Williams, half-dwarf, half-giant. <laughs> All right, Kit, your character is Riddick. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, gosh, everything I know about Riddick comes from the Smash Fiction episode. Yeah, Riddick vs. Daredevil. Yes, yeah. I didn't get super into him, but I did watch in the background as Dan was uh was taking in those movies. Um, he's kind of like a oh gosh, he's gotta have Rogue, right? Yeah, I think you're that's he's, accurate. He's good at that shit. Um, so like a lot of levels of Rogue, he might multi class. Oh gosh, what he multi class as? He's got like a weird vision thing. So maybe well, that's just dark vision. Like, I was going to say, let, let him be an albino uh, drow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to round two Uh-oh. of characters. Uh, now we're going to pop off some characters off the top of my head, because I'm not All as right. prepared as I like to be. Uh, let's go with uh, uh, Prof- Spike, Professor Xavier. Uh, Professor X. Okay, that might be a little too easy. Psionic, obviously. Um, but Psionic is not a class in 5th edition DD. Oh, it's in 4th ed? Okay. Um, well, then I would have to say, okay, well, uh, what years of Professor X are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking, like, full-on wheelchair pro- Professor X? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, definitely wizard, like, um, okay, so I would say Professor X in 5th ed. Let me think real quick. Okay, so... Probably not druid, unless you count beast as, like, animal (laughs) handling. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would say probably just straight wizard. I can't really think of anything else that applies. There aren't any psionics in 5th ed. Yeah, I I argue sorcerer, because wizards learn their craft or sorcerer than formal. Okay, then let's go with half... Like Okay, so he's, like, 5th or, like, 10th level sorcerer, 10th level wizard. Because he has also cultivated his, his abilities... And he's, like, kind of an old wizened person. Uh, so, it, wizards in 5th edition, like, have to choose a school of magic to specialize in. So which oh, yeah, one do you think he specializes in? Um, I don't know all the schools. All I know is the good, the one that everyone chooses, and that's the one that lets you throw fireballs on your party oh, without yeah. hurting them. Hey, I, I did the necromancy one, and that one is awesome. They, is I, I haven't looked at it, but I don't think Professor X would be a necromancer. Um, <laughs> uh, illusionist. Isn't illusionist a one? Or something yeah. like that, like yeah, like a beguiler or some sort. I was thinking illusionist or maybe diviner because I think they get like telepathy. Mm-hmm. I'd have to huh. double check on that, but uh, yeah, yeah, one of the yeah illusionist works too. Yeah, that sounds about right to me, and I think he'd probably be like at, at least like 18th level, at least. I mean, it's Professor X, you know. 
So that sounds yeah, that sounds, sounds pretty accurate to me. Right. He's one of those rare characters who made Constitution his dump stat, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, Last your game. second round character is the Joker. Oh, the Joker. Um, well, I feel like if he was in D and D, he would want to be a warlock, but he's not. You know. <laughs> um, I think the Joker is a bard. I think um, that's good. Yeah, I, I think um, I think he's mainly a bard. He probably took a few levels of rogue, um, largely for the sneaking and the and the sneak attack and such. Um, he might have, depending on like how good of a fighter he's being written as, because that kind of varies. Right. Um, he might have like maybe a level of monk, um, but I think he's largely a bard. But he just like he puts all of his points into things like, um, <laughs> like his, you know, in, in previous editions of D&D, like when you chose performance, you'd have to choose what you were good at performing. Right. Like woodwind instruments or singing or something. So like his is just like really, being really terrifying. Like performance, <laughs> yeah. emphases, being really scary. He's like, can I take detriments if you give me a bonus to intimidate, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think he's, he's a bard, but like he didn't put any points into actually actual diplomacy like he put <laughs> yeah. all of his points into it just intimidate yeah so that, that's what i'm saying uh that's what i'm saying for joker all right kittles your second round character is nathan explosion <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brutal <laughs> um oh well, let's start out with barbarian <laughs> oh yeah nice yep. yeah yeah I mean, but it's like a really low level I think he's got the look, but he is he is not prepared to actually throw down. Uh, he's like he's one of the uh, the more lumpy ones. I think uh, yeah. Toki actually is the most ripped. Yeah, he is. Um, oh man, but is there anything else that he could possibly be? Uh, I think just like the Joker, he wishes he was a warlock, but <laughs> yeah, now probably just a really low level barbarian. <laughs> I see. As soon as uh, Talb said that, I was picturing like what he thinks of himself. So like twentieth level barbarian, twentieth level monk, <laughs> just all yeah. these things. Oh, you know what? No, he's got to have some bard. I bet. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, wow, singer. we failed. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably like maxed out bard, but he just likes punching people. <laughs> just a sh- oh, god. And so and so, Dan, you you actually gave me an idea. So we're gonna do one last round. And what we're going to do in this round is I'm going to give you a character, and you have to tell me what what kind of character they would play in a D&D game. Oh. oh. All right? So we're going to start with Spike. We're going to keep on going in this rotation. Spike, let's do um, Green Lantern. Okay, Green Lantern. What would he play in a D&D game? Wait, uh, which Green Lantern? Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. What would he play in a D&D game? Uh, probably the GM. That's I mean, really? like, well, yeah, I mean, he like, okay, so, yeah, I, I think he would because okay, Green Lantern is basically like he likes creating things, right? Yeah. You, know, you know, he makes things out. Of, he has to have a huge imagination. So either like either the GM or like the leader class, like the bar leader type guy. You know what though? Like Green Lantern's powers for a GM would be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. he could just make like a map just appear and like have all your little <laughs> figures. Like that would be sick as shit. So I'm gonna go. You guys walk around the corner and you see this. this. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Why, why is it? Why is it all green though? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you want me to get Yellow Lantern and red? Uh, red lantern over here because they don't like me all right dan who would jean-luc picard play in a dungeons and dragons game hmm who would jean-luc picard play himself (laughs) (laughs) and still be badass uh i think i could see him playing either a cleric or a paladin because i feel like he's really idealistic um, regardless of what he would play, he would definitely be like lawful good. Yeah. You know, very by the book, very by the rules. Um, but I feel like he's, you know, he has this, uh, like he's very diplomatic and, um, and he's all about like the greater good and, and serving a higher purpose and that sort of thing. And I feel like, yeah, cleric or paladin for sure for, uh, for Picard. All right. And lastly, Kittles. Um, oh shit, I just had a great one and I can't remember what it was. No. Oh shit, what was it? Uh, give me a second. Uh, oh yeah, Mario. <laughs> what would Mario play? 
Oh, God. It's a me! <laughs> what, one hates turtles. <laughs> not druid. Oh, yeah, not a druid. Um, you know what? Maybe a monk. We got some monkage going on. Because he just kind of throws down all melee sobs. Well, yeah. this is what he would play, what? not what he is. Hmm. So, you, so are you trying to say that maybe he would want to be something that he, he is? I don't know. It's up to you. Based on everything you know about Mario's deep and intricate psychology. <laughs> I don't know. I think Mario uh, loves himself. Now, if this is Luigi, I think he would try to play whatever he thinks Mario is. I think, I think, I think Luigi would play uh, a spellcaster. You think so? Oh, yeah, because Luigi definitely is, like, I think he, he kind of likes that support role. Mm. Like a buff class. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, he, okay. I think he would definitely go for a buffer. Now, Mario, at least, if, this is the feel I get off of Smash Brothers, but I think Mario wants to be the best in everything. I think yeah. he can just try and take levels in every... <laughs> oh, he would be just, a min-maxer. Yeah, like the, or, yeah, or like 100%. the worst cross-classer ever. Like, one level of each thing. So, See, I feel like Mario's always average. Like, he's he's sort of the, the benchmark for everything, so I feel like he would either be a fighter or, like, a bard. Yeah. Because, like, depending on how you build your bard, you can basically be okay at everything. Yeah, Which basically. is kind of, like, what I feel like Mario is. You could also uh, argue that he could be a cleric of sorts, because Dr. Mario, healer, I mean... Oh, yeah. that's. But, you know, I don't, guess it might be a stretch. Yeah, awesome. So, all right, that's my game. That was hey. great. Oh, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, kick off our last topic. Uh, Dan, take it away. So, um, I feel like uh, I know this is something that that uh, is true about me as a gamer, and uh, from what I understand, it's true about a lot of people. I have a giant bookshelf of tons and tons of, of like settings and rules and, and different game systems. Yep, yep. But but a ton of them I have never played. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm curious, like, what game or system or like campaign idea? really excites you guys and you really want to do but you've never gotten the chance to uh, I, I can start if you if uh, yeah you sure want. yeah go for it man so one thing I really would love to do is run a or is either run or participate in uh, a world of darkness campaign with like multiple factions so like you know have like one player play a vampire and one player play a werewolf and one player play a mage and one player play a changeling or you know whatever combination it ends up being yeah. um, and I know people have done this before and, and it sounds really really fun because I one thing I enjoy about World of Darkness is the way that everyone works like it, it kind of makes sense to me particularly like vampires like the way the way they work I think is really mechanically interesting and satisfying and like holds true to the narrative of what vampires are supposed to be. Um, but my problem is that the, the player group I have right now is not one that's super keen on learning a bunch of rules. You know, they tend to like going for mechanically lighter stuff. Right. And and so it's just, it's difficult to find that group that's willing to sort of... And, and the other thing is that, like, usually when I run a game, I have to be the one that teaches everyone the rules. And so, like, having to teach everyone a very different set of rules for how their particular character works. Yeah, that seems like chaos. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, if, if someone says to me, like, how does Diablery work? And they're, like, the only vampire, and I need to... <laughs> Like and I need to look up those rules. Like it, I it it sounds like a nightmare. So like I would need the right group of players to do it, but I think it would be super fun to do. Yeah, that sounds pretty. That's a good kid impression there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I you know honestly whenever I first heard of the whole like world of darkness thing, I I kind of wanted to be like oh well you can have werewolves you know together and people are like no 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 you have to be all vampires. I'm like. That sounds stupid. I don't want to just everyone be a... That sounds lame, you know? So I, I, I think that that's the way that World of Darkness should be run, is you're all different things, you know? Yeah. I, I hate World of Darkness. I never <laughs> want to play it ever again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it either, but I think that that would really make an improvement on how I feel in general about World of Darkness. Uh, I've been faster than Maxer in that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very easy to min-max in, yeah. in World of Darkness. Sorry, Spike. Go on. I cut you off. No, no, that's okay. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, do mine. Um, I would like to play Monster Hearts. <laughs> God, shut up. Yeah. Shut yes, your fucking Spike. mouth. Oh, okay. I'm moving to California right now, so I can go play yeah, Monster Hearts Spike, with them. Let's go. Okay. 
I, I, uh, I haven't played it, but everyone's like, oh, don't play Monster Hearts. It sounds so lame. You're like a teenage vampire or whatever, a teenage ghost. And I'm like, that sounds hilariously campy and awesome. Like, it sounds great. You go to prom, you do all the monstery things, but you're, or do you do normal teenage things, but you're a monster and you have to hide, I don't know. That sounds great to me, and everyone, no one wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, because like we played it. I like living teenage angst without being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a teenage girl. That's it. Really, in, <laughs> deep down inside. Either that or bunnies and burrows. But bunnies and burrows is a GURPS thing, and good luck getting anyone to run a GURPS. GURPS, yeah. Yeah. But, that, that one's a lost cause, my friend. Yeah. How about you, Talbs? Oh man, like I, I'm the same way, Dan. Like I'm, I, I have a. I have a full bookshelf just full of, like, these games that I'm never going to play uh, just because, like, I, I pick up a bunch of different rule systems. Um, the one that, that kind of really speaks to me a lot is, um, oh, fucking A, uh, what is it called? Dark Heresy. Um, oh, yeah, I ran that game for you guys once. You did. We, we only yeah. played it a few times, but, like, I would love to run Dark Heresy because Dark Heresy is all steeped in uh, Warhammer 40K lore and I love the Warhammer 40k universe. I love the rule system or I love like the story, the fluff, just how dark and foreboding everything is in that world. And um the only problem I have with like Dark Heresy is it's it's a fantasy flight game. So the rules are a little dense. Um each book costs like 70 bucks. Um and for people who are not already familiar with Warhammer 40k it's a little bit difficult to get into because uh, especially with like Dark Heresy where you're a member of the Inquisition like you come into the game with these notions that you have no control over like you have to think this particular way in order to play the Inquisitor the way the game should actually be ran that's yeah, interesting and that way is like really odious too you know like it's it's really unforgiving and really dark like you have to be kind of a disgusting character <laughs> no yeah I mean so like the whole point is like as an Inquisitor if you come across a psyker or a heretic or a mutant or an alien there it's no the there's no quarter it's not it's not like well these heretics are talking shit about the emperor because they're starving to death and their children are dying of this horrible disease it's like well no they said the emperor sucks so i have to shoot him in the fucking face like i mean it's just there's just no there's no in between with those characters and i and i found when i've tried to run it in the past um that people, it's really hard for get, gamers to get, get into that. And and what I really want to do with Dark Heresy is I want to run the whole gamut of all the books because Dark Heresy leads into Rogue Trader and Rogue Trader leads into Death Company. And I would love to Dude, run that any whole... of those lead into Monster Hearts because I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sit through all of that if we can play no, some Monster Hearts. No, no, <laughs> I, I will run Monster Hearts once if you, if you will play Dark Heresy with me. I'll, no, I actually I, you've told me about Dark Heresy, and you know that I can uh, appropriately role-play what I'm supposed to. And right. it sounds really interesting, and I can be a, a jerk, sort of. Well, see, that's the crazy thing. I can be though, mean, like, I swear. Because, like, the way Fantasy Flight has their game set up. So, like, when you play Dark Heresy, eventually, if you play it long enough, you'll max out that character. Yeah. And when that happens, then you just switch over to another book called Rogue Trader, and then you can continue to level up your character you through that book. Trade rogues. No, basically, you're you're given autonomy, and you're just sent out to a section of space and huh. told like, yeah, go do what you want to do. Cool. And then like you, then like the third book is Death Company, which is like now you're fighting like you become like a space marine and you become <laughs> these big motherfuckers, and yeah, it's pretty cool. They did the same thing with the new Star Wars games, the huh. Age of Empire, yeah, Nifty Edge it. of the Empire. I, I have to say the uh, the Dark Heresy um, books, like the systems themselves, had some real gems in them, like. I love the way the damage system worked. Yeah, and um, and I love the way the spell casting system worked. It, it it was just like it it made combat really exciting and unpredictable, and and made it seem like really really lethal. Like to, to the to the point where like you know you would never go into a fight sort of lightly. You know, like there was always a very real possibility that you could end up you know really hurt or maimed or killed from even just random fights. And it 
it made the world seem really dangerous, which well, that, I, I really liked. That was the best part about the Psychers, too. Like, So Psychers yeah. is the only, it's the closest you get to magic in, in the Warhammer 40k universe. And so Psychers, basically, there's like this alternate dimension of pure emotion that's mostly evil. And so like, <laughs> Psychers can just tap into that. That sounds make, accurate, yeah. Yeah, so Psychers <laughs> can tap into that and make shit happen. But you run the risk of like going completely insane or summoning a demon that's going to just pop up and kill everything in sight. So yeah, psychers were awesome because there was that sense of danger to them. Is that what I played? Yeah, you you play a psyker, and I remember like because there you would sometimes like roll side effects for the spells that you would cast, and yep. it would be like you know every statue within like a mile begins to bleed from the eyes. Oh, that sounds or, like, great. Or like everything gets covered in frost for a hundred feet. It, it was just it like even if there was no mechanical effect, it just it was so ominous. Yeah, that sounds so awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, play this yeah. game. That, that's the only way that I I could be convinced to play that type of game. <laughs> I don't I don't like that sort of alignment restriction. Like you have to be this jerk off. But like man, <laughs> you you tempt me with some Lovecraft shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> So what uh what game have you always wanted to run, Kit? Oh, run out. Or not run ball, play in, play in. But play in. <laughs> well, I I mean I would like to play in a in a good slam game. I have played it once and I really I really, really want to take that to like God level. I want a character that eventually gets to God. It just sounds like a really, really <laughs> good campaign. But um a game that I've never played before, Dan actually has a really interesting idea. For a, I think if you were thinking maybe D and D. Oh yeah, D and D was was one of those things. But um, it was in the the style of Game of Thrones, where each character has uh has like well, I should say each player has a character, and the other players play that character's like NPCs. Yeah, but like, and then each player has that with their own other player NPCs. So you wind up with everyone playing yeah. like four or five characters. So you get. You get this like trade off of like sometimes you're the really important character with some some peeps and then sometimes you're the peeps. So this is like the the game that Talby invited you guys to come play. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's totally my idea. Fuck you, Dad. No, just kidding. <laughs> you know, no, it would I work great. I haven't run my idea yet either. Yeah, because like yeah, honestly, yeah, that's why originally I thought of doing that system for a Game of Thrones game. Yeah. Yeah, just like the way I saw it happening was, yeah, each player has their main character. Yeah. Like, capital M, capital C. And then, you know, so each session would focus on one of those main characters, and then everyone else would be playing, yeah, like, you know, their bodyguard, or their best friend, or, like, you know, some some other character that's just, like, associated with them and hanging out with them. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's something I definitely want to do at some point. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, so speaking of Game of Thrones games, um, right now uh, me and Spike are playing on Saturday nights. Uh, we are playing a Game of Thrones game, but we're using Apocalypse World. Just, oh, all right. Just straight <laughs> that up. That seems very appropriate. It fits. <laughs> yeah. So it works well. really good. Um, like I'm playing the the playbook um, Skinner, which is supposed to be like the sexiest person. In, in, in the world and so basically I'm playing Marjorie Tyrell <laughs> nice uh, and it, it works so good there, there are a few because I, I'm playing the Gunlugger and if you've played Apocalypse World in physical combat Gunlugger is almost invincible and like that that's cool because you know you can get into weird situations and but I, I had the realization that I could if I wanted to but I'm a, I'm a good gamer I'm not going to break a person's game on purpose but if I wanted to I could because in the Game of Thrones setting, uh, if I get into any kind of trouble, I can be like, okay, yeah, I killed that baby, whatever. Uh, trial by combat. I'm my champion. That <laughs> Boom, kill your stupid champion. And yeah, so you, I would be, if I wanted to, I could become invincible, basically, but uh, I don't know. But you, if you have good gamers, it, it works really good. But that's the only problem I've, I've found with it. I've just had that realization. I was like, oh, I could break the shit out of his game. Yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot of fun. Like, yeah. It, it, it works. So I, I've never had this much fun. In a game in a long time, it's just so much fun. That's awesome. Uh, has anyone died yet? No. No, I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my character will be the first to die. Yeah. It, well, the funny thing is, is me and Talby's character are uh, basically at this point in competition for, um, uh, I guess, uh, lordhood of our estate or well, like our, yeah. our family or whatever. Because yeah. my I'm a bastard son, and my dad is like. He's the ruler of the 
whatever like we're part of the Greyjoys under I don't remember how it all works but we're like part of the Greyjoys underneath we're Bannermen to the Greyjoys yeah Bannermen to the Greyjoys and my dad's like oh well, I've been thinking about legitimizing uh, Spike's character Pike and, and I've been working for like the last two, three be, games <laughs> to, to kill, become the Lord. Yeah, to kill my dad and become. And I've been helping him because my dad's crazy. And are you in love with me? No, that I maybe. Yeah, you're in love with me because remember, like me and me and Dan's like in the are game lovers. or no, I mean whatever. I, I mean, they, you know the answer to outside the game because <laughs> like because like because we set it up that. Uh, me and Dan's character is not this Dan, but our uh, other friend Dan, Dano, uh, our the, the handsome stranger Daniel. And then, and then I met like you are in love with me. Yeah, but like, but uh, we're like cousins, and I'm like, no, nah, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're always joking. I'm like, man, you're such a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you've always got my back. Yeah, it was so great. Uh, we met Jamie Lannister. And Talby's character tried hitting on Jamie Lannister, and I was like, "He's not going to be interested in you. You're not related." It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, I think we're we're past an hour, so I think we're going to go ahead and uh, yeah, call it for a day. Um, uh, once again, these uh, crazy fools have been Kit and Dan from the Smash Fiction podcast. I will leave a uh, link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you could, did you guys have anything else you wanted to, to maybe talk out about or pimp out there, Kitten Dan? Uh, no, um, this was super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So it was great having you guys. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Yep. No, we've we've enjoyed listening to your guys' shows so far, and we uh, look forward to many more of them. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> I, actually, as soon as I, I see that this the next one is out, I just listen to it on my work breaks. I promise I'll get the sound right for next week. <laughs> <laughs> it actually sounds great over headphones. It just doesn't work out on my like, laptop. Yeah. Or, like, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see y'all nerds next week. Bye nerds. Bye nerds. Lose ourselves, she thrills and rock like the world's gonna end tomorrow. Come on, raise your fist up into the air, put the metal side to the beat of the snare, jump up and down like I just don't care. We'll get high, take pills, lose and she thrills and rock the fucking world's gonna end tomorrow. That fucking Spider-Man 3 sucks. Something about Spike sex. <laughs>